welcome back for another episode of Clean Tech Talk, where we at Clean Technica interview clean tech leaders from around the world. With topics ranging from electric cars to climate change communication, you can listen to our full podcast series by visiting our website at cleantechnica.com. Want to own your own company and have a positive impact on the world? Home efficiency represents a great opportunity to do both. Follow a successful model, but pay no franchise fees and no royalties. Just visit homeefficiency.com to learn more about our white label business opportunity and start the next leg of your journey as a climate champion. Welcome to a special hot news episode of Clean Tech Talk. Today, we're talking with Darren Palmer, General Manager of Battery Electric Vehicles at Ford. We're going to focus on the, the Ford Lightning, Ford F-150 Lightning. But I just found out from Darren that he was one of the founding men- members of Team Edison. So I'm very excited and, and curious to hear more about how Team Edison got rolling, the process, if it was like a startup-like environment or something else, and just that that whole sort of story and when, when that started to start off with. But Darren, thanks for being here and let us, what's, what's the story? Thank you so much for the opportunity. So yes, yeah, so um, we, we formed a group about three and a half years ago. The company said, you know, we're not making enough progress on electric vehicles. We really want to make a change. Um, and now we believe the time is right. So a cross-functional group was put together. A guy called Ted Canis was leading it. And he put together a, a group of people within the company that we could set up like a startup within the 100-year-old company. That's what we did. We recruited people from both inside and out, and we separated out for a little while. We were in Corktown in Detroit in a very startup environment, and we actually toured the world to see what other startups did and how they worked, and we set up very similar to a Californian startup, I would say, although in beautiful Detroit architecture. It was a beautiful building, Um, and we all worked that way together, which meant we all work together on solving the problem. Older people, younger people from different places. And we came up with the strategy. And that strategy for Ford was, we are going to lead electrification and we're going to lean into our icons. We want to be true to ourselves and be what made Ford successful. So we will lean into icons and each one, we're making no compliance cars. Every electric car from Ford will do things that no gas car could ever do. Because that's the way we believe you pull people into electric cars. You show them the heart, why they want it. Now, of course, you know, once they discover it, they drive it, they feel it, they're hooked anyway. We know that, but you have to tempt them in. And so we intend to do that. And usually we intend to do that at a price that is attainable for people. And that will get even better over time, but that's our plan. And so as you know, this week we are announcing the F-150 Lightning and many of the details when they come out about that, you're going to see are exactly in line with that plan that I mentioned. Yeah, we'll focus on that a bit. I just just to close on the the Team Edison, I love the name. I love the concept. I love that you were given the startup environment. You were, were you very insulated? Were you basically like, okay, you do your thing. You, you create the best Ford electric startup, you know, that you can and we're going to uh, take take what you create and and make it happen or something it was yeah so we were we were given the mandate to do what it takes to get the plan that included research did a lot of research and a lot of talking to customers the most important thing and all of those vehicles and the plans were created with human centric design so we were given the ability to do that and then once we had a plan 
that we believe would work, we then in, in, in linked in with the main company because we're not a startup. We have huge resources and ability to do things. And once we knew what we wanted, we unleashed the main company to deliver that. And that was the power of it. So we were able to deliver a world-class product development team, sign-off team, software team to create the Mac E. And now I think reports back from uh, the markets are saying that the Mac E is one of the most competitive electric vehicles available. Yeah, definitely. We, we had from- we had it for a week. I think I had five Tesla owners test drive it. Uh, we took it on a racetrack with the the winner of Pike, Pikes Peak, Blake Fuller. We had the uh, the track owner who who's a Mustang lover has a Mustang tattoo. Everyone from the from one side of that spectrum to the other loved the vehicle. I did not meet a person who didn't love the vehicle. Uh, it caught a lot of eyes. It has the culture and styling of Mustang. It's really I think it's it, I think it's a it's a home run or Grand Slam model. Uh, we're very excited to see what the production volumes are beyond 2021. But I I feel like that's not on the table for for uh, information sharing today. But I would just say the, so the thing, you know, obviously a lot of people are very skeptical and, you know, of legacy automakers, oh, what, you know, there's been years of compliance car production. There's um, been years of, you know, we can't do this. And I think the thing about Ford's entrance here with the Mustang Mach-E and the Lightning, Ford F-150 Lightning, to me and many others, I think was like, oh, you're putting your biggest names, as you said, your biggest names on these vehicles can't that's a big step like that, that took some cojones as they say down here can you talk a little bit about the the process of of making that decision was that a debate was that a difficult decision or you know, how, how did that discussion go at ford yes so that was a huge decision as you might imagine it would be um the the point of leaning into our icons was became more obvious we want to do it our way not somebody else's way everybody's got their space and they can do well in that space we've got ours and um, we said it's important to be authentic that's what made us successful to be very aligned with our customers and what they want and it was different in each segment each of our icons is a different type of customer and what they want in the case of mustang and we decided it was the mustang early on um, because we, we, we wanted to make a sporty SUV with our character, and our character is Mustang. So that's why the car has that character in it. If we hadn't named it that, it wouldn't have that character. And as it developed, we saw the potential of the performance. Well, we, we demanded the performance, so we changed the design to make it that. Um, and then it became clearer and clearer. It, it, is, it is a Mustang. It's a new member of the family. We still sell the coupe. But and also younger people and millennials and, and all different parts of the country actually are really seeking that form factor because it's a we car. A Mustang can be a, a, a me car. This is a we car, me and my tribe. And we saw that coming out strongly from a lot of younger people as well. And we said, okay, this is bringing Mustang to a new customer who might appreciate some of the emotion that comes with Mustang. And so that's what, why we put the two together. It was highly controversial to do it, even within the company, because of the heritage that Mustang brings. It's one of the only cars in the world that's been running 50 years plus and is still at the top of its game. There's a couple of, only a couple of others in the world, and that's yeah. one of them. So it's fiercely protected and looked over. And, that, and our own management sort of thought that too. 
So we had to work through that with everybody. Yeah, we had some we had some long articles why why we thought the idea was great. We were very happy when Jim Farley, CEO of Ford, uh, retweeted uh, one or two of those. But I think you know we we got the point. I think, but you know, it's, it must be very difficult for some people who are not in the EV space to get the point of why you would do that. But we, I'm sure we could spend days talking about the Mustang Mach-E, and we're not supposed to today. Today we're focusing on the Lightning and the Ford F-150 Lightning. And I have to say, I'm shocked to see one of the piece of information here, which is starting MSRP of $39,974. That's going to shock a lot of people. I, I guarantee you, everyone thinks this is going to come with a starting price tag, ten dollars or $20,000 above that, at least. So can you talk a bit about how freaking competitive this is and what this is going to do? Because this is a shocker. This is yes. great news. So, um, so as you correctly say, so we, we, we're coming with our next vehicle in the $22 billion portfolio. We did transit. That's leader in its game. The EV transit is going to be a leader in its game. And its cost of ownership is even better than you expected. And the price is even lower than we originally said it was going to be. Now comes the big one. We're playing to win here. We're not going to concede the electric truck future to anybody. The team has brought their A game here. When it will come out in the next couple of weeks, the full specification and features and what this truck does and what it offers at that price level is mind-blowing and has never been seen ever before. And, and we're, as I say, we're, we're playing to own this. Okay, that, that truck at $39,000 and its derivative, the long-range version of that, outruns a Raptor. It's the most powerful F-150 ever made. It's all-wheel drive. It has a front a mega power frunk that has the largest in ever and a huge power uh, set of power points in there as well. Washable, drainable, multi-use. Is, is the, possibly, is it the best tailgating truck ever made? All of that comes together and it comes at 39,974. We, we're well aware there's never been anything like that. You're going to blow some minds. You're going to blow, you're going to blow some minds for and, sure. And I also add, you know, the capability of it, of course, it's been tested to the same tests that F-150 has. Of course, it's built Ford Tough. It's a given for us. We weren't going to do anything else, were we? We're demonstrating that right now to some people, and each one walks away mind-blown because, yeah, of course it's got that. But that's, that's one part. But the less expected, it's the most innovative, smart and connected truck we've ever made and the uh, all of the features in that product are made for people who need the best tool that's what if you've got to have the best tool this is the best tool the the performance gets attention the zero to 60 in mid four seconds that will beat most sports cars yes it garners the attention but it's the ten thousand pound towing an epa range of 300 miles that you can rely on and all the tools that we've put together to enable you to manage trips, pay for your charging, have an accurate range, to update that range using onboard scales and adapt that range to when you're towing with any type of trailer. To put the whole package together to have a electric truck solution that nobody's ever seen before. That's wow. what we've been doing. It's the complete picture, not just a part of the picture because we expect people 
who never even thought about electric to want this truck. And when they step into it, there's a big learning curve for Bev. And we want them to just use it. They haven't got to get into that. They one, I'll give you an evidence point to that, what choices we've made. That has a big battery and it, for 300 miles in such a big product. And we want them to be able to charge it in eight hours. We took that choice. For that, we needed to put in dual on-board chargers as a 19 kilowatts and give and an 80 amp box, which are not really available very freely at the moment. So we give it away free and we include the 19 kilowatt standard on that 5P because they're going to want that. They, they don't, we don't need to explain why their car doesn't charge truck in the time. We just need it to work. And so they get that for free as well. I have to say, it's an honor and happy I'm talking with you about this because you know how to sell this beast. You, this is you. <laughs> so, you know, uh, we'll come back to the topic, but, you know, a lot of people put the competition as EV versus EV. But I mean, from my perspective, a lot of per- perspectives, you know, we're transitioning to EVs. So the competition is EV versus fossil fueled vehicles. And this is a this is a stunner. I, so just to confirm, because I don't see this here, the 300 mile range is the base model. No, this, no, that's no, the long range. Yeah the, yeah, the base model is 230 EPA. Okay, that makes okay. more sense. And, I mean, if you had 300 on the base price, I was going to be like, this uh, is impossible. Uh, one day, <laughs> one day. But you know, it's, so it, it's, um, yeah, that's on the, on the base. And then we have uh, a, a step up to the 5P. It's a 5P, it's called, and that's a long range. And um, But it'll be reasonable. We're, 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 we're yeah. releasing the range at the moment, not every price. It'll be reasonable. Don't forget that there's the government incentive off of that. Yes, yes, yes. So it's 32,500 in most places. And the government incentive, it remains to be seen how it will be extended. Of course, they're working on it now, but every indication is that it may be because this truck ticks every box, right? Built in America, the right price, the right audience, moving America forward, you know, best-selling product in in US for decades. So it ticks all the boxes. So we're hoping it will further qualify for more incentive later, which gives even more access to more people. Yeah, this is what you have is already mind blowing. So if it was if it was the other thing, three hundred at that, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't understand. How, I would say you're losing enormous amount of money somehow doing that because uh, that seemed crazy. Uh, we'll come back to power, but I'm. I'd like to just hear a little bit more about the connected features, the smart features, the the backup power. That was you know when we had the Mustang. What I was saying to people, the Mustang Mach E. To me, it was like, I, I felt like it was 80% Tesla, 20% Ford. I talked with people over the week and we came down to maybe 60 Tesla, 40 Ford, 70 Tesla, 40, 30 Ford, whatever. But the point was that it's a smart EV. It's not just an EV, it's a smart EV. It's a connected EV. It's got the touchscreen. It's got the autonomous, semi-autonomous driving features. So it has the kind of the computer as a car thing. That's that's the point. And then on top of it, everything that can be, you know, on top of a computer as a car was Ford. It was Ford styling, the Ford, cult, you know, the seats, the, the you know. So I, from, from my perspective, that's the perfect approach. You know, it, it, everyone's got to build a real true car as a computer and then put their own brand uh, and company culture on top of it. And that's what you did. So I'm trying to just clarify how I'm comparing this, not to like put it as a uh, comparisons with Tesla always get sticky, no matter who you're talking to. And I just want to make it clear that that's what I, th- I think is really unique about the, the Mustang Mach-E. And I guess the Lightning is you've d- developed the vehicle around a computer. So could you talk a bit more about 
that side, the tech side, how that's developed, how that's different from even other EVs that have been on the market and the features, you have a lot of features here for the Lightning that are enabled by that, that wouldn't have been if you had- Oh, we, tried we really to- do. So that is a super important part to us. We see the connection of tech forward connected cars with EV. They're, they're completely connected to each other, like a smartphone is, we, we know that. So you'll be very pleased to hear that the F-150 Lightning has the same control screen system as the Mackie. So we've re- worked it and we've refined it further for, for that vehicle. It has a thing called FMV2, a fully networked vehicle architecture too, which is the full architecture that is also in Mackie, which means that every, almost every module is fully over the air updatable. They all also, because we know one day this will be millions of units. Our system has a thing called AB swap where new software is available, it downloads it, then tells you it's ready and you just power off and on and it deploys immediately. And if there is any kind of failure, which then it, it reverts back to the old software to never leave you stranded. And that's important because these are going to run for years and years over millions of units and updates sometimes fail. So you can't have that preventing the vehicle being used. Even more important, of course, for a truck. So it's based around that whole architecture. But here in truck, of course, we, we currently lead the world on truck technology and F-150 always has. So there are many technologies, some of them brand new here, that are made specially for the truck user. So the advanced backup trailer assist is, is a mind-blowing how it basically automates the whole process. The onboard scales are amazing. Also, that plays into the EV side where we know it, it affects range, so therefore we need to adjust range. The trailer, the towing modes and all those things and how we will modify the journey and how many miles you have to, to many conditions, it will now, it's going to have a cloud-based element and it will go off board and update your journey to latest conditions, including topography, the wind direction, traffic, and other conditions. So it will double update. It has onboard and then it does offboard as well. And we've had that system ready. It's actually on every Mackie and we've been measuring the performance of it and we're ready. We're waiting to switch it on and, and it's ready for the truck. So it's all You've been about sort of watching in, in that kind of shadow mode where you're seeing how, what it would... Yeah, what it would... in, in our development fleet, we track... In our development fleet, we've got lots of people, employees using the cars now. Every journey they do, it says, what did I tell you? What was the final result? And tell me, correct. And I've got a bell curve that says, here's my range estimate. Here's what I got. I, I, I saw it last week. It is perfectly centered on the actual range. And there's a bell curve. And now the guys, that bell's too fat. Let's make the bell thinner and thinner until the range accuracy is, is perfect. And so that's we, it's so important because if you arrive, if you put a trailer on an electric vehicle and you, you, you set off and it says you have the range to get to the fast charger and you don't, that's devastating for a customer. And so range accuracy is something that we've been standing for and developing. Already the Mackie is world-class in that but the truck has to be perfect. And so that's what we're working on. Um, and then it also ties with the network where we're, we're creating a network that is already the biggest in America, 63,000 plugs already. And it's going to expand rapidly. As we know, there's a huge investment going in, but it's the quality of the network that it matters to us. Because if a customer arrives at a charger and it doesn't work, that's no good. That's actually devastating because 
you know, they don't know if they have range to get to another one. So our system's online, fully connected, and it tells you whether the charger is good or not. And it has a customer feedback rating on every single charger. So it's super important. You put all these together, these are the things that customers you've, need. You've charger. also got phone as a key, which is a great feature I love where the phone is your key and you just, you'd, you'd never think about keys anymore. This becomes natural after no time. And then one favorite is Blue Cruise. So Blue Cruise, we're, we know we're about to switch on on the Mac E. Uh, it's a software update, OTA. Full hands-free driving on quality roads. And the system, our philosophy, it either works extremely well or off. There's no in-between because customers can't understand a system that nearly works. It, it's not, you can't explain that to them. So our system, if the road is good, and we know it's a, a good a good road, um, we've well marked, it will allow you to take your hands off and it will drive the vehicle on those roads with no interaction. It always monitors that the customer's paying attention because we correlated that. That's the most important thing, customers pay attention because once you start driving for them, they tend to lose attention and start looking at their phone and things. So you must track that they're looking ahead to make sure they're yeah. safe. And that's what we do. And the one feedback on that, if it's the same as it was, I mean, I know it's a, it's updated, but the, the user interface basically, I noticed is it wasn't very loud when it disengaged. It wasn't very clear when it disengaged. So it would, the interesting thing is it would engage and disengage and engage and disengage without me having to do something, which was a nice feature because you didn't have to engage every time you got disengaged for some reason. So it was sort of fluid. But I also wasn't super, I mean, I only had it for a short time. So maybe I would get used to paying attention to something specific. But it seems like you could have a louder kind of alert or notification to say, hey, you're not you're not on autonomous driving right now. Make sure you're driving, you know, it's kind of yes. one, one feedback. I don't know if that's Thank been you. changed. The one you were driving doesn't have it on. It doesn't have Blue Cruise. No, it didn't have Blue no, Cruise. No, so I don't know how much... That you only had adaptive cruise control. So the one you had was hands-on only. And so it's not represented. That's not the system. No, yeah. We haven't, we haven't switched I'm, on yet. So. And has, but has that, the the way it communicates with the driver changed as well? Because I know yes, it's, it, it, okay. It's yes, there's multiple okay. things. Uh, okay. Not least one of them being the whole screen in front of you goes blue. Okay, because, cool. You know, awesome. You have, yeah. You know, that's so that's, that screen's there. You've got to really be clear. Yes. I'm in auto yep. and you've got a course, you've got to be really clear. I'm not anymore, right? And so, yeah, exactly. the whole screen light's blue. And when it switches off, it goes, disappears, and you see it immediately. You yeah, immediately that's, in a second. that's, I think that's ideal because out of the corner of your eye, you catch color actually very well. You see things yeah. very well, you just not very precisely. So, it's, I think that would be. Uh, that would be superb. Yeah. So I'm happy to hear that. And so just to talk uh, shortly about power and, you know, towing sort of truck, typical truck things. I don't, I'm not a truck. I don't know how it compares. Well, you know, I, I know the Raptors, the, you know, most powerful, quickest F-150, but can you just speak a little bit about how the power and towing capabilities fit into the overall truck market? Is it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So it has 560 horsepower. 563 and 775 foot pound of torque so that's more than any f-150 ever and uh it's quite a lot and um it, it, as importantly it it, it, it drives like a, a powerful ev so from the start you put your foot down and that torque is there instantaneously 
and it really takes off. So it, you've driven the Mac E performance, the uh, um, uh, Mac E, sorry, uh, first edition. Um, it's faster than that, and it pulls away faster than that. So it feels extremely sprightly for, for a vehicle this large. Um, yeah, four, sec has, four seconds to 60, right? Is that uh, mid, mid four? Mid four. Oh, sorry, mid four. Yeah, okay, mid I looked four. at that too quickly. Uh, yep. <laughs> but still, that's, um, that's, that's, that's quick. <laughs> that's the fastest truck we've ever sold um, and will feel plenty fast enough and uh, has 10,000 pounds of towing. And, and I mean, today we were demonstrating 10,000 pounds of towing on a 25% grade, and it feels like you didn't even hear the difference. <laughs> where in a gas truck you really hear the gear changing yeah. and, you're not, and the truckers were tr some trucking uh, people very very familiar with trucking were driving and they did effortlessness they couldn't believe it i mean they were yeah. stopping the truck on a 25 grade and pulling off again just effortless and, and that's what electric gives you of course but we have had to do our usual level of extreme testing we found conditions where electric trucks it wouldn't have been obvious that they couldn't have coped with that, with that towing. We found conditions where they would have overheated and we had to redesign many of the systems and double them up to get the cooling required to be able to cope with towing in every condition that you would find in the country. And that, you know, I, I tell you, we had a few surprises along the way. And um, I think we'll tell more about those stories as we come through the development story, but that would not have been found if it wasn't for our, millions of miles of test analytically it didn't come up it came up in real life in certain conditions yeah well i mean it sounds like you've you know people have seen the potential of electric powertrains for trucking for a long time and it looks like this is this is the this is a product that's going to put everything all the potential there to work uh, for the maximum benefit so it's very exciting to see I know this is uh, at about a half an hour. Just uh, one final question, then then any final words. The backup power uh, option. Can you speak a little bit more about that? Is that does that have a vehicle to home feature, or does it have to directly power an appliance? Um, what is what is the op op option with that backup yeah. power? So, so this this is going to make a huge difference to to people's lives in the U.S. If you think about self reliance, is a I see as a thing people really like to be able to take care of them. Plug it in, and it, when the power goes out, the truck will switch over and power the house. You could carry on as normal for three days, or if you conserve power a little bit, anything up to 10 days, it will power your house fully. If the power comes back on, it will immediately start charging the battery up again. And I mentioned that high-powered charger, so it charges it up fast. So if you have power that comes on and off, for various reasons it will keep grabbing power whenever it's available and then give it back to you when it needs it and that's a big battery so it's a, a solution for people to be self-reliant with the truck they already bought and we'll talk more about it later but we're not talking about very high costs to do that it requires an installation we have an installation partner sunrun one of the biggest installation companies in in the country and we will be offering that at various in various ways that make it really quite affordable for people. It's not a super high-end solution. We want as many people to be able to have that as we can. And it's a, a wonderful thing when the power goes off to the entire street and, and you're up running for three to 10 days under your own steam with minimal extra equipment. So I lost connection at the beginning for like 10 seconds. So you're saying that there's a, a partnership with Sunrun for solar power, solar panels as well that go with uh, it? So or 
Yeah, so there's a partnership with Sunrun to do the installations for us for the we call it bi-directional power. So for and the so not not solar connect it doesn't have to be solar connected. It just doesn't have they're to going be. to do the installation. They're the biggest solar rooftop solar provi- uh, installer in the country. So they they know how to connect things. So they would be in connecting the the Ford system to the to the house. Yes, you don't have to have solar but it is quite complementary with solar. So um, there will be different options, some with solar for those that want that, looking at zero cost down solutions for customers, mm-hmm. and also installations including with just the bi-directional power element, which is a lot cheaper and different ways of offering that to customers. So we, we want to make it as pervasive as possible because it's, it's an amazing feature. Yeah, and, and just some brief context for people. So uh, for, for a car charging from a house on a normal outlet or anything it's normally three kilowatts if you have a home charger you know stronger home charger six kilowatts so you're talking 19 kilowatts which is three times bigger than a normal home charging station for an ev which and that's basically the amount of power you can push through from one to the other at the moment so this is very powerful like you said just want to emphasize double emphasize this you know you could really put a lot of power in either direction quickly so that's very exciting any final comments before you run? Well, thank you. So I'd say watch this space. for We're, we're going on reservation on the 19th uh, with a $100 reservation. Um, from the response I've seen so far, I would say if you ever think you might want one, I would uh, get a reservation in quickly because I have a feeling it's, it's going to be it's going to get a big reaction, I think. Thank you so much for your time and all the details. We'd love to chat more, of course, but enjoy the rest of your day. I'm sure you have a lot of people to talk to. We'll find some more time soon. I'm sure there's more you would like to ask and we'd love to support you. So let's find some more time. Thank you. Cheers. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Clean Tech Talk. Join us next time to get your electric fix. If you would like to sponsor our podcast, send us an email at accounts at cleantechnica.com. That's A-C-C-O-U-N-T-S at cleantechnica.com. Thanks. (laughs) 